Welcome to the Psalms, a call to words podcast where timeless truths shape today's words. I am your host, David Bunce, and I hope that you will be blessed as we journey through the great songbook of the Bible. Psalm 101 was written by King David. And the issue at hand is integrity, that upright character that is pleasing to God in living in righteousness. Daniel Aiken says that integrity is foundational and essential for leadership. In fact, this was so true for Martin Luther that he wrote 80 pages talking about how the civil magistrates had rejected the commands of God and they instead chose to live without integrity. Integrity is something that many people want to call for, specifically thinking about it in terms of the cultural or political. We want to see people walk with integrity. But what does that mean? Does it mean the kind of integrity that the psalmist is talking about? Because for the psalmist, to have integrity is to walk according to the commands of God. We find this over and over throughout Scripture, but specifically in the Proverbs. 10.9 says, The man of integrity walks securely, but he who takes crooked paths will be found out. Proverbs 11.3 says, The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. 13.6 says, Righteousness guards the man of integrity, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. And finally, 28.6 says, Better a poor man who lives with integrity than a rich man who distorts right and wrong. God calls us toward integrity, which is a faith-filled obedience toward God. Now, we must understand the difference between this call to integrity and obedience and the righteousness that is given through faith in Christ. In fact, Ligonier wrote a great article about this and asks the question, do I resolve to serve the Lord because I am trying to secure my place in his kingdom Or is my service to him grounded in the reality that he alone has made me a citizen of heaven, moving me to gratefully live a life that pleases him? That is a question we should be asking ourselves every day, given the proclivity of the human heart to believe we can earn our own righteousness before God. The Christian motive for holiness is love and gratitude, not the desire to make ourselves good enough to be accepted by our Creator. Among other lessons, this is what we learn from Psalm 101. After all, we know that David himself had fallen and sinned, but a life of integrity is marked by repenting of the things we have done wrong when we have disobeyed God's commandments, and then finding His grace and restoration on the other side of that repentance, and then pursuing again a life of integrity. Psalm 101. I will sing of steadfast love and justice. To you, O Lord, I will make music. I will ponder the way that is blameless. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. Whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I will destroy. Whoever has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure. I will look with favor on the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way that is blameless shall minister to me. 
No one who practices deceit shall dwell in my house. No one who utters lies shall continue before my eyes. Morning by morning, I will destroy all the wicked in the land, cutting off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. Here we find this call of God's integrity upon all those who would serve him, and especially those who are put in places of leadership. We need to continue to seek God's ways and to find the blessing that awaits when we keep his commands. The Bible tells us his commands are not burdensome. How is that? Is it because his commands are lessened? No, not at all. It is because we are then enabled and empowered by the grace of God to pursue integrity and righteousness by his grace and by the ability uh, to faithfully follow him, given, especially for those of us now on this side of the cross, through Jesus Christ. I love how William Plummer comments on this. He says, if any man would maintain the elevated standard, commands, obedience, set forth in this psalm and in the scriptures generally, he must in his soul hate sin. He must utterly detest and abhor iniquity. We cannot love and practice that which is holy without loathing that which is sinful. This is often termed the put-offs and the put-ons of Scripture. We are to put off, put away, kill, mortify, get rid of things that are sinful in our lives, while at the same time growing, cultivating, building, making habits of righteousness and integrity. What Plummer comments, again, no wise man was ever stubborn, perverse, or deceitful, nor is it safe to cultivate the friendship of such. This is the path of the righteous. The wise man is one who runs from stubbornness, perversity, deceitfulness. Many a man, he continues, who stands well in the church is known by his wife, children, or servants to be a devil. How dangerous is it to appear on the outside as a person of upright character and integrity and yet to be falling apart on the inside because you are either holding on to sin without repenting of it, turning away from it, or to be outwardly condemning things that are wrong while you yourself are holding on to those things and committing them yourself. This is a difficult thing, and it causes us to be honest with our own state of our souls and our own standing before the Lord. We must recognize the call to integrity and see it as such. It's a call. It is a command. But if we reject it, we will find not blessing, but cursing, not Uh, wonderful things, but terrible things. Instead of this curse that God finds in our lives, if we continue apart from him, he wants us to pursue him and to find that in so doing, we are blessed. We are given such grace. We are given such opportunity to sing the praises of God. That's what the psalmist does, praises him with an upright heart. He continues to reject the things that are wicked, but to walk with integrity not to set before his eyes anything that is worthless, not to let the foolishness, the cares of this world, the idols we can so easily build in our hearts to be what we focus on and what takes our time and our energies, and it also saps our joy. Instead, we are to pursue things that are right. Do we see it here in the psalm over and over again? 
hating the things of those that are wicked, perversity, evil. We must do away with this. The slandering of neighbors. See how the one who is wicked, he slanders his neighbor secretly. Ah, but nobody knows. As long as it is hidden from the public eye, I can live however I want. Isn't that the way that we see most of our modern politicians, that they are uh, continuing to put on a good face out in front of everybody, but behind closed doors, who knows what is happening, and often later revealed not good things. So if we are to continue to serve God and to honor Him and obey Him and to find the blessings that lie on the other side of integrity, we have to continue to walk in His ways, to delight in His statutes, to even love His law as the psalmist has already declared to us. If we do that, we will find the favor of the Lord. We will find blessing and we will find flourishing. If we want to know what do we do to find that kind of integrity, we have to look to Jesus Christ. We have to trust in His righteousness. We have to ask for the Lord to come and change our hearts, that we would walk in His statutes, that we would walk in the steadfast love of His faithfulness and righteousness. David was an imperfect person, and even an imperfect king and ruler. But he was steadfast in wanting to please the Lord, and when he failed, even desperately, utterly, horribly sinned with wickedness, he repented and returned to the Lord. We can do that as well. He is not going to turn us away if we would repent and come to Jesus, to come to him as meek and humble, needy sinners in need of his grace, in need of his mercy and then pursuing righteousness, that the integrity of the Lord would be evident in our lives. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the call that you have given to us. Even as hard and difficult as it may be, Lord, we want to be those who are able to sing of your steadfast love and justice, to make music before you, and to reject things that are full of wickedness and evil and perversity. Help us not to even set things that are evil and wicked before our eyes. Help us, Lord, in the things that we watch, in the things that we listen to, in whatever it is we consume. Help us to seek things that are good and true and beautiful, things that bring our eyes to look at the things that you would want us to look at, that help us to have the kind of character you call us to have, and that we would honor you with our lives, that we would delight in you. And we pray that we would walk with integrity, with upright character, not for our sake, but for your sake. Lord, may we please you. May we honor you. May we delight in you in all things to reject the wicked, evil ways of the world that are cast at us and instead pursue faithfulness that we may dwell in the city of the Lord forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to The Psalms, a Called to Words podcast. For more content, just visit calledtowords.com. I hope you will join us again next time for more riches from The Psalms.